Amen. Woo. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Thank you, team, for blessing us this morning from the get-go. Man, we've been blessed, encouraged. Reminds me of an old song that says, He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound. My Jesus, I shall see. Aren't you glad that he set you free? Amen. Aren't you glad that my Savior still lives? My Redeemer lives? I'm no longer bound by yesterday's mess. But I am walking in Christ Jesus. A new creature. Amen. You guys don't even know how much I am super thankful to see faces. I am thankful that you have participated in online and those of you who are still participating online, we are thankful for you and your distant worship, but um, there have been so many bloopers that I have made and done and been laughed at multiple times. Um, I prayed for somebody who fell off of a merry-go-round horse. Yeah, I have. That that was that was a joke. I've expressed the fact that I wasn't always saved on live video, not being aware that it was live. I have got Alzheimer's one time and called Kathy uh my secretary that I had six years ago in Honduras, Tammy. I called my mom and told her some of these jokes. And she says, son, you just make me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for being here. <laughs> I won't promise you that there won't be more of those bloopers. Even while you're here. But I can say, I'm glad to see you. Happy Mother's Day. That's all right. Let's give these mothers a big hand. So thankful for you mothers. We are super honored to celebrate you today. Uh, after service, we actually have a table set up at our, at our exit. And um, you will be given a gift. Um, gift bag today. And we just want you to know how much we value and appreciate and love each of you. It means, it means a lot, man. You know, um, those of you who have lost a mother or, re or recently lost a mother, uh, this is difficult times, and it's, it's hard to uh, go through these times, you know, missing that, that rock, that one who has always spoken into you. And so we sympathize with you this morning, but we also celebrate, you know, those of you who had godly mothers, and, and um, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Ruth, man. What a, a a blessed woman, you know. And so we're just uh, we're here today just to celebrate you, to thank God for you, mothers, and love each one of you. I don't know about you, but 
I'm sure that you have not been the perfect child. And if you think you have, if you don't mind taking that halo and twisting it back on the horns that you have underneath it. <laughs> I know that, um, I know that um, I would love to say that I was always the perfect child. But my mom would always, you know, let me know otherwise. She, she actually told me that I was her worst child. It hurts, Sean. I mean, the, the, the thing, you know, I, I, I caused her the most trouble, you know. You can believe that, can't you? I always remind her that God can take the simple things to confound the wise. <laughs> so, you know, when I think about that, it reminds me of a story, and, and somebody confirmed that. Uh, Sammy actually confirmed that to me this, this week, you know. Uh, the story of Jabez, and to to think that his name means that he causes pain, uh, and I, and I'm sure my mom uh, had many sleepless nights and many hardships because of me. You know, I I remember when I got saved, uh, I was walking through the store one day, and and this person said, "Hey, I'm so excited you got saved." I'm thinking, "Oh, who are you?" <laughs> And they, they said, your mom's, your mom's had us praying for you for years. I'm thinking, well, okay. <laughs> so, thank God somebody's praying, right? But, uh, you know, life's an adventure. And some things, some things happen, but thank God for fresh starts. Thank God that he gives us an opportunity to turn our lives around, to truly depend on him I told this morning, you know, we had uh, an early service this morning and, and the whole band looked a little different. Um, we even had the steel, go, steel guitar going this morning. It was, that was um, a fun time this morning. And so if you didn't get to see that or you'd like to see that worship service, you also, it's live or there. You can go back and, and see Miss Jewel hammering away on that piano. She did a good job this morning. So thankful for having... A number of teams to be able to do that. Isn't that awesome that we have such talent in our church? And what's great is, is thank you so much to the teams who've made this possible to make sure everything has been cleaned and everything, you know, every, all of the streamlines have been working well. So thank you guys. And thank you all for being patient with us. You know, I know that you're not sitting in the normal seat that you'd like to sit in more than likely. But we appreciate, uh, Kathy, um, we appreciate you being nice and sitting somewhere different. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all. But when you think about a fresh start, I have to think about this, this passage, this scripture. I'm going to be reading out of First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. Love it. Let them cry. I've missed it. Just let them scream. It's okay. Let them run around the back. Anyway, forgive me. I lived in Honduras, and there wasn't just one screaming. There was hundreds. <laughs> so it's great. Anyway, I better get back my... I'm, hey, I'm chasing rabbits today. Y'all forgive me. I'm not... 
First Chronicles chapter 4. Anybody else who wants to feedback? That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for it today. Just give me an amen every once in a while too if you're with me, all right? <laughs> We're at verse 9 and 10. But, you know, before I get there, you know, when, when I think about the prayer of Jabez, I think of a really a solid teaching, an absolute rock-solid God-filled substance that will get you off of that uh, high center of status quo in your life and bring you to a place where the presence of God can meet you. Isn't that where we want to be? Right in the center of God's plan, right in the center of God's will. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to just receive, but I want to know that I'm enjoying the fuller life that God desires for me to live. Amen? I mean, it's, it's, it's just more, I don't want to just exist. I want to truly know that I am making a kingdom impact for the kingdom of God. And it's not just a manner of me doing something or me wanting something or me having something. It is absolutely God's perfect plan that he is leading and he's directing and he is establishing his way. I, I don't want to ask for things just to get something for myself. I want to know that it is a God-given, God-chosen, God-ordained plan that he has for me. How many of you are in that place this morning? Amen? Amen. I, don't, I want to truly be aware that God is leading. I want to truly be aware that his presence is guiding every step of the way. And that God is protecting me and keeping me from evil and harm and keeping me from causing harm. And, and I believe that is God's plan for us. And, and, and I don't know if you've read the book that, uh, that has been written about the prayer of Jabez. How many of you have read that book? Some of you have, what a look, it's a, it's a small little book, but packs a powerful punch. And, and this is what the author says. He says, this petition has radically changed what I expect from God and what I experience every day by his power. When I think about Jabez, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not a big genealogy guy. You know, um, all I know is that somewhere in the, in the line, it forked, Right? And, 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 you know, if you're from West Virginia, it, it may not. It may or may not have. I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, all right? You know, the genealogy people don't make a whole lot of money in West Virginia because it's just like one straight line, baby. You know, just, yep. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble here. If you're watching online, this is a joke, okay? Maybe it's just from Alabama that happens. <laughs> And all the Tennessee fans said, amen. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I've gone too far. I've gone too far. I'm sorry. Love you guys. Uh, I haven't had my, uh, was it Snickers where somebody turns into a different person until they eat their Snickers? <laughs> all right. Anyway, so when you look, when you look at Jabez, I mean, you start thinking of, it's found in the middle of all these genealogies. First Chronicles goes to these lists. And I mean, it's name after name. So-and-so begot, so-and-so, so-and-so begot, so-and-so. I mean, and that's really how you have to say it because you can't pronounce half the names. You know, you go in. And they're, and they're so numerous. It's like, you know, uh, if you've got popcorn ceilings, you've got all those dots on the ceilings. It's like, you know, you just look over them because there's so many. And that's sometimes what happens when you're going through First Chronicles. You know, well, I read that chapter, you know. And in doing so, you, you miss these key little 
nuggets that just pop out. And right here in the middle of all of these uh, names drops this, this one little story. And, 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 and I'm like you, Sammy. I'm like, why is there not more? You know, why, why can't we find more of this? This is good stuff, you know. And, and so here it is. First Chronicles chapter 4, 9 through 10. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, because, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that you, your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil or harm and that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Wow. When I look at that, I, I think of the fact that he has a distinct name. And... He said, his mother said, I called him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. I don't know about you, but there's a process that a lot of people go through in, in naming their children. A lot of times we have something significant. We, we have a loved one, a grandparent, an uncle or aunt, or somebody who really means a lot to us. And, and, and we like that characteristic. We like the attitude and atmosphere that, that they present when they're around. And, and so, because we cherish them so much, we... We say, well, you know, I, I wouldn't mind sharing that name with my child because I want them, and, and subconsciously we're thinking, I want them to be like that, right? I mean, so, so we, we, we take time and we name our kids. I don't I, I remember each time having, you know, having four children, we went through a process of, you know, what do we want to call this? And we prayed about it. And, and so we, we decided on biblical names. And we looked at, um, like, for example, Anna. Anna was... The prophetess in the, in the um, New Testament that prophesied you know, Jesus, that he would be the Messiah. And, and so uh, we looked at that. And then her, her dad's name was Phanuel. And every other letter spelt Paul. And I'm like, whoa, you know, this has got to be God-given. You know what I'm saying? No laughing. You know, we do that kind of thing. And then, you know, we had Wesley and we couldn't think of a biblical name. <laughs> I but what, actually, we, we named him Nathaniel. His middle name is Nathaniel. And, and, and in thinking of his name, I, I, what really birthed in us is that evangelist. We felt like he would be someone who would make an impact in the world. And that would be transformative. And, and so, the first name that came to our mind was Wesley, John Wesley. So, we named him Wesley. And so, it had a significance for us. And, and uh, you know, and, and he... It seems like everywhere he goes, he does make an impact. He's such a, a, a unique young man. And then, you know, Eli. Eli, we, we looked at what Jesus proclaimed. We actually was going to name him Eloi. Um, what you find when Jesus was on the cross. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachai. And so, uh, I had a great friend in, in Ecuador whose name was Eloi. And so, we were going to name him Eloi. And, and uh, we started thinking, you know, you know, being in this culture that might not set well and he might be made fun of and so we rounded it to the english side eli which means my god my god and then then jaden our blessed jaden was a gift god's uh, god has heard and uh, it was one of those things because why do we name that because we when we got married we wanted to have four children and and uh, we'd, we'd gotten into foster care and decided, well, maybe that wasn't God's plan for us to have four children. And we prayed about it, and God heard our prayer and gave us Jaden. So, and then the poor child, 
we labeled him with my name to Jaden Paul. Hopefully he don't live up to that one. He lives up to the first one. But can you imagine your mother putting on you painful? Can you imagine carrying a badge of your name being deceitful? I mean, wouldn't that feel good? Hey, deceitful, come here for a minute. You know, your mama put something on you, your name's ugly. Hey, ugly, come here. Wow, thanks, mom. You really love me, don't you? Hey, ugly. Hey, painful. You're just causing me a bunch of pain. You're a pain in the neck, right? Your daddy said you was good. For nothing. <laughs> Actually, my daddy used to say that to me. <laughs> I mean, but can you imagine carrying that name all your life? Painful. You cause me pain. And, and, and that had to hurt. I mean, in the Bible, names meant something. It was almost as when they declared a name over somebody, it was a prophetic word. It was something that that literally label them like Jacob or some supplanter or trickster. And, and you see how he lived up to that name. And thank God for transformative moments that allowed him not to be deceiver any longer, but called him Israel, right? Thank God, you know, that he tra transforms us. Jeremiah means God hurls or throws. And so, in other words, he was thrown in as a prophet into a nation of self-righteous people. Jesus means God saves, and I'm so glad that, that Jesus is our Savior, that he came and he lived and was crucified, buried, and born, raised again, sitting at the right hand of the Father for us. And so therefore, we see he lived out that name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know why Jabez's mother chose to call him that. I mean, maybe it was because of the hard-headed brothers that, that she had already had, right? Maybe those foolish boys had given her so much trouble, so much heartache. How many know that uh, you've had that kid and you said, if I had that one first, would not have had any more? <laughs> right? And, and, and maybe she had felt that. Maybe that was the burden she had. She says, oh God. I don't want another, I don't want something else that's going to cause me pain. And so she labeled him that because of the pain she'd already had. Maybe the fact is, is that her and her husband were having marital issues. And it already caused her so much pain. But yet, yet she loved him dearly. And in a moment of passion, they ended up conceiving another child. And in her mindset, all that she could think of was the pain that she was going to have to deal with because of this errant husband of hers. I don't know why she labeled him that. I don't know why she called him that. But all I know is that so many times we label ourselves things or we call people names and it sticks to them or us. And we walk out this life feeling like we're depressed because you're just a down person. You're just a, you're just a dumb person. or You're just a crazy person. And we feel like we've got to live out these labels that so many people put on us. And, 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 and it's so wrong because the Bible says to cast down every thought and that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. We need to cast them down. Amen. But Jabez seemed to have a kickstart to his life. He had a, a different plan. 
And so we see that he had a distinct name. Wasn't, but then he also had a distinct honor because the Bible says in verse 9, the first part says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Wow. Something happened. Something transpired in this life. Something took place that changed pain to glory. Because when you, you think about the word honorable, it literally means kabod or to be heavy. It's also the word we use for glory. You know, the, the, one person said, it is said that the difference between the ordinary and the extraordinary is the willingness to do the extra. And I think that that's where Jabez was at. He wanted to be more for God. He wanted to see more from God. Amen. So Jabez owned this distinction that he was more honorable. And so this word honorable being heavy, being glory, and sometimes that can be negative because uh, it's carrying a burden. It's carrying something heavy. How many know that walking in the presence of God is not always favorable to those who are around us? Because to some we're a sweet, sweet smelling savor. To others we might be something that they want to, to cast away because we bring about the presence of God which causes them to be affected by us. And someone who doesn't want to be transformed, somebody who doesn't want to be changed, doesn't like our presence. But, but here he was, he was more honorable. He, he, but the positive that he abounded more. He, he was great in magnitude and glory. Being honorable speaks to the character, the responsibility, and respect of the person. Jabez went from being a pain to being more honorable. His life takes a turn from the realm of glory as he abounds into greatness not made of his own. Another person said this. Is only too often do the instances of our past lives affect the course of our future. It is commonly said that nothing can change the past. How many have ever said that? Nothing can change the past. Nothing can change what I've been through. But the Bible paints a different picture here because... It's, it's literally when we are willing to walk in sincere repentance and we're willing to allow ourselves to be transformed by the power of God. And, and then if we have been those who are offended and then those that we offend when we, when we forgive or, or, or those when we have been offended when we forgive them, we also change the trajectory of that situation. When we walk in offense, when we walk offended or we walk in offense, we live a life that, that is guided by the hurts and pains of our life. But when we truly surrender that to God, he's able to take that and transform us to what he wants us to be. What made the difference in Jabez's life? What, what took place? What happened that, that caused him to make this transition? And when I look at it, I, I look at the fact that he had a third distinction. And that was his prayer. He said this in verse 10. He said, Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil or harm and that I might not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Jabez is distinctly remembered not for what he did, but for what he prayed. He prayed, his prayer became the 
the casting distinction in his life to remove him from the, from the causing of pain to being the blessed, blessed by the hand of God. I look at the prayer and, and it has some true distinctions. It has some true key elements. It's, it's as if it was a paradigm breaker. It broke the paradigm of all of the other things. Because if his name was this, this is what he's supposed to be. But in his prayer, he broke the paradigm. No longer would he be walking in this manner of life. But he would be transformed by the power of God. Well, this morning, we might have come in here calling ourselves one thing. We might have come in here labeling ourselves this or declaring something over ourselves that God has not intended for us to declare. And so here it is, his prayer is, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Somebody might say, well, that's truly arrogant. I can't believe that he would ask for blessings from God. And not only would he ask for blessings, but God indeed blessed me. But I believe it's a different picture than what we want to look at. I believe that so many people want to look at the prayer of Jabez as a get me, give me, give me, give me God. They will look at that mentality and say, oh, this is, this is the formula that God can bless me and I can get what I want. But that is not the intentions of this prayer. That is not the intentions of the heart of Jabez. Because Jabez knew what he was. He knew that he was declared that I will cause you pain. And, and it's as if when you look at this word and he will bless me indeed. The word bless is the, the word B-A-R-A-K. Barak. And so it was... It was listed twice, meaning that it was a cry from his heart. He literally was, was before the, the throne room of God. And he's really praying, God, Lord, I know that I'm one who's been labeled that I will cause pain. Lord, I know that I've been labeled as one who's going to cause a problem. And I'm praying, God, will you bless me? And he's declaring, God, I want you to change that tra trajectory. I want you to change my life uh, plan. How many times do we need God to intervene? I don't know the hours that my mom spent kneeling beside my bed praying. But I will tell you that I've woke up many a times listening to her pray. I don't know how many times I was spending the night over my best friend's house. And he was being raised by his grandmother. And, 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 and Miss Hazel Callahan at the end of, end of our beds, you know, we had bunk beds in the room, and she would come, and, and she'd lay her hands on our feet, and she would pray. And man, I, I would wake up hearing her speaking in tongues and blessing, and, and I would feel a presence in the room. And, and it was just, just like overwhelming. How many times do we call out for God knowing that we were not walking in the path that we should walk, and we recognized that it was leading us in a direction we shouldn't go, and we just said, oh God, I need you. And that is the intent of the heart that he was literally crying out to God, God, I don't want to cause pain. I don't want to live this life out that has been declared over me, but I want to see your move in my life. Go on and said, not only he said that I will bless me indeed, but he said, enlarge my territory. And I'll just be real, there's so many times uh, I would declare that over church, God, Enlarge our territory. Bring in the thousands. And that was the mindset that I had. It was as if I was just asking God to just make things bigger for us. And, and I realized that something that spoke in my spirit is not that he was saying, God, give me bigger borders. 
But he was, it's as if he was declaring, God, expand my horizons. I know that you've probably never put God in a box. You've, not, you've probably not ever limited God in your life. But I know that I have. And so many times I place God, Elijah, in a box and say, well, this is the way, God, you moved this past time, so it must be the way you're going to move all the time. Or, and, and how many miracles have we missed out on because we're putting God in a box saying, well, God, well, you know, the nurses or the doctors have already declared this. So this is going to be how it has to be. And instead of saying, God, you are the God of the impossible. God, you're a God of the miraculous. God, you can step in and you can transform and change and heal and renew. God, your will be done and not my will. And so when I look at this word that he's declaring, God, uh, help me move past my limitations God, help me move past the horizons of my own thought processes. And Lord, expand my territory, expand my borders. God, I'm trusting in you and you are bigger because my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts, but you're higher than I am. And, and God, you know more than I know. And God, I surrender to your plan. So he said, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory, my borders. And that your hand would be with me. Wow. I mean, I remember where God told Moses to go. And, and Moses looked back and said, God, unless you're going with me, unless, unless you're going to be there, I don't want to go. And I, I don't know about you, but look, we can, we can do a lot of good things. But I don't want to do a good thing. I want to do a God thing. I mean, we can do good things all the time, but when God gets into it, it transforms everything. Because then it, 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 it moves past our ability and it gets into God's ability. Oh, come on, somebody. And so he's saying, God, I don't want to go this way on my own. I don't want to do this on my own. I, I understand, God, that I am powerless without you. But I know that if your hand is upon me, I know that if your hand is with me, then it will be anointed. It will do, it will meet its extended end. It will accomplish what it goes out to do because it is your plan and your will. It is your anointing. It is your power that goes with this and it's not me. Come on, somebody. Amen. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Oh, that you would, your hand would be with me. And I'm closing, Dre, if you want to come and help me land this ship. He says, and that you would keep me from evil or keep me from harm. You know, we, we can do ourselves. We can do our best to protect ourselves from things. We can, we can put Smith & Wesson labels on our, on our door. We can put alarm systems in. But I have found there's one thing that I know for sure. I can't keep my spiritual state in my own ability. The Lord said it this way. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. The word of God tells us another way. It says he will keep that which is entrusted to him. You know what? I believe that right there Jabez was saying, God, I can't do this. 
God, I don't have the ability to maintain what you're going to do in my life. And God, I'm asking you, I'm putting my, my life in your hands. I'm entrusting you to keep me from harm. I'm entrusting you to keep my life. And, and this morning, I know that there's still a lot of things going around. But ultimately, we have to be willing to say, God, my life is in your hands. I'm your vessel. I'm trusting in you to lead and guide and direct me. But then he ends with this. And, 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 and this is something that I guess you need to understand. That this is a prayer that from my first child all the way to my last child. I remember going into their bedrooms at night and sitting on the side of their bed. And praying this prayer over my children. I pray, God bless us indeed. God expand our territory. God always be with us. Keep us from harm. And, and, and some versions, and that last little quip says, and keep me from pain. But it also can be translated, and keep me from causing pain. You know, we're going to walk this journey out for the Lord. And there's going to be times where we experience pain. And we're going, to, we're, we're going to need God to keep us, to guard us, to protect us. But on the flip side of that, we have to be careful that we don't become arrogant. That we don't become stiff-necked and so self-righteous that we look down at others we need to maintain a humility before the Lord so that we don't cause others pain I don't know you know we're all raised in different generations some of you are raised you know you're going to hell if you go to the movies you're going to hell if you you know drink a Pepsi you're going I mean I'm, I'm really glad that they got away from wearing ties though I'm just saying But we're raised in different generations. And, and, and I think back into the, the 50s and 60s and how many people who were, who were the children of some dynamic men and women of God who, were, who experienced revival experiences so, so powerful but yet became so religious that they literally turned sons and daughters away from the body of Christ. It, it wasn't about relationship with God. It was about you don't do this and you don't do that. You don't. And how many times did they become so pharisaical that they literally caused the generation to lose their relationship with God? Now look, I'm, I'm, I'm truly... An advocate for understanding the word of God says without holiness, no man should see the Lord. But I understand my holiness is not a ritual process that I can perform or present. It is me submitting myself. And the more I'm submitted to God, the more he makes me holy. And so therefore, when, when I understand this, God, I don't want to cause anyone pain. 
Lord, I want to I want to reach a generation who's been broken. I want to reach a generation who's been cast out because they've not felt that they have the ability to live up to the righteous standards that have been presented by the generation before us. And yet, I want them to understand that this relationship is so deep and God loves us so much that when He calls us, He puts you and me in their lives to disciple them. Not condemn them, but to disciple them. Even Jesus himself said, I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. And so having that passion, because we believe that we are a church that understands that everybody needs Jesus. And, and the model that we use to reach people is to love God and love people. And I just believe that, that we're on the verge of something enormous. I, somebody says, I just can't wait till it gets back to normal. No, I don't want to get back to normal. I don't look, normal became mundane. Normal became complacency. Normal became me doing my routine and, and, and just doing what it takes to get by. And God saying, I want you to be extraordinary and extraordinary take something extra come on and I believe that we're on the verge of seeing something extraordinary right here in this church I believe that there are sons and daughters that are coming in I believe there's there's family members who've been lost for so long that are coming in they're just waiting to see something take place something miraculous they're just waiting to see an atmosphere change and I don't know if you're sensing that same thing, but I just believe there's something enormous. And I want to be ready. So when I pray this prayer, I'm praying out of a heart that's been broken, saying, God, I don't want to live out the path that was the past. I want to live out something that you have in store. Bless me indeed, God. And God, I pray that my eyes will no longer be limited by the vision that I have placed on you. But God, I pray for a fresh vision to expand my territory, to open my horizons, to break off the limitations. Let the chains and the shackles be broken and let me see clearer the vision of God. I pray, Lord, that your hand will never leave us, but that your hand will be with us and that everything that happens will be because you've touched it before we went and that your hand is with us because when your hand is with us, the anointing of God will break the curse of sin and lives will be transformed and deliverance to take place. And Lord, I pray that you will keep us because as we go into the dark places of the world to be the light, there's going to be times that the darkness might try to affect us. But I'm praying that you will allow your hand of mercy to be upon us. That we will be in the palm of your hand. And that you will keep us from harm. And in the midst of all of that. God as we share the love of Jesus. Let us not become religious. Let us not become. The fair sacral few. But God let us walk in the humility. That we will not cause others pain. But we will cause them pleasure. Of knowing a righteous, holy, awesome, forgiving, gracious God. That they can be transformed into the image 
of their Savior, renewed by your power and your anointing. God, let us be that to this world. This morning, if that's your prayer, is that your desire this morning to be that? At home, if you're listening this morning, if that's your desire, would you just believe that with us right now? Father, as we declare this word over us, I pray that let it be so. Let it be an amen moment. Let it be accomplished and established in us. And Lord, may it be fulfilled through us. Your vessels surrender to you for your purpose and your glory. God, we love you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We thank you for the words that you have given to us. And as David declared, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my, my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. May it be so, Jesus. Amen.